It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The first quarter of the season is in the book, so it's time to evaluate how each first-round rookie is contributing today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins, and we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you for making Lockdown NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate you all being here very, very much. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our promo code Lockdown NFL. That'll get you $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Joe, I regret to inform you that uh, Evan Neal has not made any improvements from year one to year two to this stage. Giants O-line is pretty bad, man. Pretty, pretty bad. Is that Banged up. Pretty bad. Is that the formula for 11 sacks in a game? And some of it's on Daniel Jones, right? Like sacks yeah, are man. never universally offensive line statistic, no matter what you're told otherwise. But yeah, he has some problems. They got some trouble. They got some trouble, man. Real trouble. And, oh, by the way, you're at Miami and at Buffalo the next two weeks for the New York Giants. Are both of those games on the road for them too? Yes. Oh boy. And the second one's on Sunday Night Football. Good thing we got that New York market in between all those Jets games. Hey, at least Jets were entertaining last week, but right. You know, those Jets games and Giants games. At least we got. New York in the primetime slot. At least the Jets have an excuse. Like Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback. It's a different team, right? There's different appeal. Yeah. Like the Giants. I mean, I mean, Saquon and uh, Andrew Thomas. I mean, one thing in the NFL that you and I talk about all the time, nobody cares about your problems. Nobody cares, right? Like next the man tape is the tape. The game is the game, right? It doesn't, you don't get any more points, any less points for injuries. It's unfortunate, but it's part of the game. Everyone's got injuries. So it, it can add some important context for sustainability versus not sustainability right. or room for improvement versus not room for improvement. But at the end of the day, you're going to put that straight line in the win and the loss column. And yep. uh, Giants are looking rough, pretty rough, rough. Well, we're not here to talk about we're not here to bag on the Giants. No, we're not here to do conference power rankings this week. We teased that this week would be little different because it's the end of the first quarter of the 2023 NFL season. So today we're looking at the 2023 first round NFL draft, all 31 draft selections and giving out a letter grade uh, with some conditions. Would you like to confirm your conditions, please? Yeah. So we have an A through D scale um, and an A would mean that they are exceeding expectations. A B is that they're meeting expectations. A C is below expectations, and a D is greatly below expectations. So, whose expectations? 
Our expectations, yours, your personal expectation based on why they were drafted, where they were drafted and what they were supposed to be like in terms of early impact. That's that's my criteria. Okay, very good. Just want to make sure the criteria is clear because some people may hear a letter grade and not like it or like it too much and get too excited. We don't want to do that. Yeah, this is completely subjective, completely. So you are allowed to get mad at us sure. for it because it is subjective. Just know we're not looking at grades or letter grade or the metric grades or anything. This yeah. is just what we've observed with our own two eyes versus our own expectations versus the draft status of that player. Yeah, and it's it's a four-game sample size, right? I mean, like, nothing about this defines any of these players' career. It's just, all right, yeah. what have we seen, and what did we think we would have saw? It's enough to have an opinion, but yeah. not enough to write it in Sharpie. Or so we're going to move quickly through the decl- declaration of the grades, and then we're going to get into a conversation on overachievers and underachievers. So right. this first part's going to be declaring grades. Okay, so we'll, we'll rip through it, because uh, yep. anytime we do a league-wide show the concern is how are we going to have enough time if we need only 30 minutes to cover all the ground that we do well this is how we're going to just do the part the thing first and then talk about it so first overall pick uh bryce young d i gave a c we'll we'll talk about it uh cj stroud quarterback houston texans a plus a Will Anderson, defensive end, Houston Texans. B plus. B. I gave no pluses or minuses. So, all right, I'll I'll remove them moving forward. No, you don't have to. It's, it's, <laughs> it's extra. Don't extra make me laugh. I'll start coughing. Uh, we don't need that. Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Indianapolis Colts. B. A. Okay. Devin Witherspoon, Seattle Seahawks. A. A. Paris Johnson, Arizona Cardinals. C. B. Tyree Wilson, Las Vegas Raiders. D. D. Bijan Robinson, Atlanta Falcons. A. A. Jalen Carter, Philadelphia Eagles. A. Okay, A. A. Yeah, come on. We can talk about it. Chicago he just doesn't Bears. start. That's the only, the only great, but he doesn't start. So that's it. Do yeah. not care. Uh, Chicago Bears, Darnell Wright. C. C. Peter Skaronsky, asterisk here, he's been hurt. I gave him an incomplete, right? One game was good, then he missed the next three. So yeah. I gave him incomplete. Okay. That's fair. Uh, so there, there's an omission there. We, we can accept incomplete evaluations. It's part of how we do roster grading in general. So we can accept it here for missing time. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, Detroit Lions. C. B. Lucas Van Ness. C. Green Bay Packers. C. Uh, Broderick Jones, Pittsburgh Steelers. D. B. No, he isn't dog. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, okay. No, he uh, has. He only recently played. Is uh, Dan Moore got hurt last week? Right. They didn't Which draft this guy I, not to I be able to beat up Dan Moore. Go incomplete yeah. evaluation on that one because no, he's you got fifty-five snaps. No, you got to play, man. You got to win that job as starting left tackle over Dan Moore. Okay. Uh, Will McDonald. D. Uh, I gave a C. We'll talk about that one too. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes. C. C. Christian Gonzalez. A. A, but a total bummer. Yeah. Labrum tearing his shoulder. I know he's seeking a second opinion. That stinks because he it was all to a really electric start. He looked yep. really, really good. Uh, Jack Campbell, Detroit Lions. C. 
B. Uh, Kalisha Kansi, defensive tackle, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I give him incomplete. Same deal with uh, Skaronsky. Yep, that's fair. Jackson Smith and Jigba. C. C. Uh, Miami Dolphins, um, uh, forfeit. That's on you. You didn't have to bring that up. Well, I'm just reading the Wikipedia oh, sheet. Okay. All right. I mean, it, it's probably technically a B because it's meeting expectations. If you don't make a pick, you're not going to get any contributions. Yeah, so B. B. Solid B, yeah. Quentin Johnston, wide receiver, LA Chargers. D. Uh, C. Zay Flowers, Baltimore Ravens. A. B. Jordan Addison, Minnesota Vikings. B. B. Deontay Banks, New York Giants. B. C. Dalton Kincaid, Buffalo Bills. B. B. Uh, Mozzie Smith, Dallas Cowboys. D. I gave him a C. I want it to be a okay, but I, you don't sure. have to. You don't have to come up. It's fine. Anton Harrison, Jacksonville Jaguars. B. B. Last Ryan, game or, excuse me, Miles Murphy, Cincinnati Bengals. D. D. Uh, Brian Brzee, New Orleans Saints. C. I could be talking to a B. I, I went C. Nolan Smith, Philadelphia Eagles. D. D. Is it D? Is in dog? Yeah, he's playing like. Not barely at all. So okay, I gave him a C, and then Kansas City Chiefs Felix Uzoma, C, C. So that is the grade. So very little overlap. You can tell we didn't do them together, which is a good right. thing. Uh, we can ask each other questions. We can talk about individual players, and that's going to come up next. So we save twenty minutes to just let the conversation go wherever it's going to go. Hey. So that's, we're very proud of this decision to change the structure and put us in a position to have success. We are in a good spot, folks. Maybe you want to go watch these rookies play football this year. Well, get you some tickets with the game time app. It is the fast and easy way to buy all the tickets that you need for the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They've got killer deals on last minute tickets, all in prices, views from your seat, and a best price guarantee game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. The app is awesome. They have flash deals, last minute tickets, and they have the, these deals right up to the day of the event. So you don't have to plan months in advance to go. You can take a look on there, see if you like the prices and get a ticket. And the tickets are also sent right to your phone. So you don't have to dig through emails. I love that. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code lockdown NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, Create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, so our objective here is to talk about overachievers. Players who have surpassed the expectations that we and their draft stock set for them. Conversation probably has to start with CJ, right? And I know we've thrown flowers at CJ Stroud this week on the show already. But my guy's balling. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the historic start to his career. He's fourth in the NFL in passing yards right now. Six touchdowns, no interceptions. On a team that doesn't have the offensive line they're expecting to have, a team with a brand-new coaching staff, a first-year play caller, like all the stuff that you would be concerned about, no real established wide receiver one. You know what I mean? Uh, not Not as much to work with as you'd like. And he has stepped in and played at a high level and a, you know, really a historic start to his career in terms of numbers. The, t- the Texans are two and two. They look like they're on the up and up. I'm, I couldn't be more impressed with CJ Stroud. And, and I think another thing that's impressive about it too, is he's gotten better every week. Like it, there, there's tangible improvement to Baltimore, to Indianapolis, to Jacksonville, to Pittsburgh and oh, pushing the ball further down the field and taking less sacks and reducing the, amount of turnover-worthy plays that he has, getting the ball out of his hands faster in, in succession every week. The ball has gotten out of his hands faster than the week before. So built the, the building of a confident player here, and I think the irony is you think about the conversations that we had with Stroud and Ohio State's offense in the preseason with Bobby Slowick and the the ideology and the discrepancies between what he was asked to do versus what he is asked to do, and he's taken to it very quickly. And usually, when you see something like that, it's a pretty good indicator that it's going to be a sustainable thing because the player just gets it. This is not, oh, just played one game out of his life and has completely changed the narrative. Very dramatic improvement over the course of the first four weeks. You know, what's interesting about kind of having this focus of a first round conversation is I think some of the biggest overachieving rookies weren't picked in the first round, right? Of course. uh, You know, you can get get into the Puka Nakua's, the Tank Dells, those types of guys. But I don't know. I I really wanted to bring up Zay Flowers um, as part of this conversation. 24 receptions, 244 yards in four games. And, you know, we've seen Baltimore missing a lot of their pieces offensively whether it's Dobbins, Mark Andrews missed a game earlier, OBJ's hurt, Rashad Bateman's hurt, but Zay Flowers has been the steady presence in this game for it's in, in for this team for four games and um, bringing in 24 of 29 targets for 244 yards, showing some consistency, showing availability, you know, making some plays down the field. Um, I'm impressed with him being able to step into this role despite all of those factors not being in place in a new offense and you know, showing right away that he's going to be productive. I mean, 24 catches in four games. I hate to do math, but I mean, that's a lot. That's a, that's going to push for, if he stays on that path, I mean, close to a hundred catches. I mean, a lot of catches, right? I'm trying so hard not to do math right now, but it's it's a good pace. 28. He has 24 catches. And six per game. So that's. It's 102. So six times 17 is 102. Six, six, six times 10 is 60, and then six times seven is 42, 60 plus oh, 40. Beautiful job. So, yeah. I mean, that's good stuff, man. Yeah. Um, I'm glad he had the bounce back week that he had this week versus week one and week three were, I want to say scheme touch because that's not accurate, but like, just trying to get his the ball in his hands and manufacture touches and doing a disservice to his ability to do the things that you mentioned, like making plays down the field. So the reason I wasn't 
head over heels over the moon was I look at he's targeted. Um, he runs 28 routes against Houston in week one, targeted 10 times with an average depth of target of 2.6 yards. Right. Then in week three, he comes out and he's targeted 10 times against the Colts on 38 routes with an average depth of target of 3.5 yards. So let's get those games out of here, right? Like have the opportunities to make plays down the field. And, and if he does more of what he did in week two and more of what he did this past weekend, then we might come back at the midway point at the end of the second quarter and my grade would be an A. So that's why I came in a little lower than you on say flowers. All right. Touche. Um, Let's see other players that we graded favorably. <laughs> I, I'd love to mention Devin Witherspoon. Devin Witherspoon's probably up there. And then if we wanted to touch on Jalen Carter or B. John Robinson, we yeah. can, can close with those guys too. But let's go ahead and talk talk Devin Witherspoon. Well, I think everybody got a chance to see him against the Giants and the impact that he made in that game. Uh, what do you have? Two sacks, a pick six. That was like a 97-yard return for a touchdown. Three quarterback hits, two tackles for loss. I mean, the guy's a baller, and he had a big game last week against Carolina as well. He leads all rookies with sacks. He has four sacks in three games, which is two more than any other rookie. He leads all rookies in interceptions with double the next guy. I mean, the dude is just a playmaker. He brings a physical element to that defense. And, I mean, I guess it was – wasn't kind of you watched him at Illinois, you knew this guy was a dog, right? But for him to immediately show up and be making the plays and having that impact and having that physical presence about him, man, like it looks like he's an absolute stud. I want to go to Jalen Carr. I know you said B, right? Yeah, but I it was it was a B plus, and I might I just like okay, he's just not starting. That's the only gripe that I have. He's playing a lot a large amount of snaps, but he's just not starting. Yeah. So he's had 104 pass rushes this year. Uh, And in 104 pass rushes, he has 20 total pressures. That 20 total pressures for interior defensive linemen across the league is second only to Aaron Donald. And Aaron Donald's rushed the passer 32 more times than Jalen Carter and has two more rushes. I changed my grade to an A. So Quinnen Williams, 122, has 18. Again, Jalen Carter, 104 pass rushes for 20 pressures. Quinnen Williams, 122-18. Javon Hargrave, 128-17. Jeffrey Simmons, 148-16. John Allen, 143-16. Daquan Jones, 78-15. So his pass rush win rate is actually right in line with Jalen Carter's, just separated by a few percentage points. Devontae Wyatt, 78-14. Dexter Lawrence, 81 pass rushes for 13 pressures. And then a slew of players that includes Grady Jarrett, Kenneth, Kenny Clark, Ed Oliver, Javon Kinlaw, John Kaminsky, that all are tied with 12. Kenny Clark has the most pass rushes out of that group with 119. So, like, this is a who's who of the best interior defensive lineman in football. And Jalen Carter is outproducing all of them in pass rush situations. It's pretty incredible. Getting it done. You want to mention Bijan? Go go right ahead, sir. Yeah, no, we just, we just need to get Tyler Algier out of the way. Well, okay, so let's talk about it because I, there's a Jameer Gibbs got to get David Montgomery out of the way, and I'm like, I'm not sure they need to. I think they need to con- continue with 
a fair amount of David I, Montgomery. I watched the Falcons try to mount a comeback in the second half against Jacksonville. Toy Story or uh, yeah, Toy Toy Story, of yeah. course, and move the ball, and then make a conscious decision to take Bijan Robinson out of the game and put Tyler Algier into the game and kill two consecutive drives in the fourth quarter because they decided to give Tyler Algier a touch instead of Bijan Robinson. I there, there's a role, there's no question for Tyler Algier. But the investment and the talent and the intersection here, like if you told me you only had B. John Robinson as meeting expectations because your expectations were through the moon and they're not giving him through the moon workload, I would get it. But B. John is as advertised. He's everything you hoped he would be. And yet we have this refusal to give him the ball in favor of a fifth round pick the previous year who rushed for a thousand yards and is a perfectly fine rotational NFL running back. You went through all that and didn't even mention the yards per attempt discrepancy between Bijan and Algier. Six what yards are... per rush for Bijan, 3.4 for Algier. What are we doing? And how many carries does Tyler Algier have? 45 compared how to 53. Robinson have? 53. And then, of course, the passing game discrepancy is pretty significant where Bijan has 19 catches. For 134 yards and Nelsier has six for 32. Yeah, I, I think yeah. you, I mean, what, you can't, Bijan can't have every touch, but like the ratio should be more significantly. If you're trying to towards, throw the ball and come back and, and come from behind to win a game, Tyler Algier shouldn't touch the field. Hard to argue with that. So, so there you have it. Our over. Achievers, guys that have really stood out in terms of these first rounders. We're going to talk about some of the underachievers here in just a moment. But first, I need to tell you about FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's just a $5 bet that'll get you $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use and navigate. And there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash NFL and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And now time for the part that nobody wants to nobody wants to talk about underachievers. But they do exist. Whether it's Bryce Young or Will McDonald or Broderick Jones or Tyree Wilson. Wilson or Darnell Wright. No shortage of options. Where would you like to start? Bryce Young, I guess, right? I mean... So here's why I didn't give him a D. Okay. My expectations for Bryce Young weren't in line with being the number one overall pick. That's okay. That's a really fair point. But I also, and I agree with you, and I started this conversation by saying it's my own personal expectations. But when you're the number one pick 
over C.J. Stroud and over Anthony Richardson, and the team gives up what they did to go get you, and they have their choice of these players, I don't know. That To me, that 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 shifts me away from what I think should happen, and I say, okay, well, you guys went out there and put it all out there. I, I, you need to, you need to tell me that you're right. And so far, I mean, do you have any indication of that? No, do not. Missed a start already. Injuries aren't a concern, despite his stature, and he only missed one game in Alabama. Well, getting ripped down by two fingertips by NFL pass rushers and a one to six turnover or big time throw to turnover worthy play percentage or or ratio, according to pro football focus. And you look at next gen stats and where he's throwing the ball and you watch him play and tangibly see where he's confident throwing the ball versus where he's not. We've already talked yesterday about the, um, was that on the air off the air? We're talking about the, the, the next gen stats aggressive aggressive window percentage for quarterbacks. No, I think that was off air. And Bryce is the least aggressive quarterback into in contested situations through the first month of the season by significant margin. There's only like three quarterbacks that are below 10%. He's at like 6.8%. So he's not testing tight coverage. And we were sold this bill of goods of being an anticipatory thrower. And I know the wide receivers are bad in, in Carolina. We knew that from the jump. Andy Dalton threw for 350 with him. I don't, it, it feels like a training wheels offense. What's really fascinating is one of my big gripes is time to throw with Bryce, right? And I talked all about Alabama, it was over three seconds. And then to start his NFL career, his first two starts 3.21 against Atlanta, 3.19 against the Saints. It comes down to 2.43 against Minnesota. But what was the answer, Kyle? They threw friggin' behind the line of scrimmage. How many, how many times? Yeah. It just was, little I, like 13 throws screens and checks. It's like, like he had what 25 completions. I think it was more than half of his completions were like behind the line of scrimmage. I found this on the web. Siri was activated there. You, I don't that's know if right. you caught that. Yeah. So like that's, that's not a sustainable way of playing football. Did 25 at least brother. 25% of his plays were screens against uh, the Vikings. 25%. Now my series going Gee, on. This has literally never happened in the history of us podcasting. And Siri on both ends is, <laughs> I said the name again. We're in trouble. Um, Go away. Go the, away. Behind the line of scrimmage, 34% of his throws, 11. So 11 of 33 throws behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, in this Falcons game, like that was their big adjustment. We got to get the ball out of Bryce's hands. So run screens and just dump it down. By the way, 22% pressure to sack percentage. Through that's way through. high. That's that's Sam Howell numbers. And we're, he's a skate artist, right? Yeah, really shifty. Big-time playmaker outside of structure. All right, let's – Yeah, let's – we get it. We'll go in a different direction. Tyree Wilson. Tough did you see, the, con- did right? you see the, the contrast of like – or was it Steve Palazzolo? I think it was somebody off the PFF group that was like, it's always interesting to see the focus study of like the, the upside traits pass rusher versus like the guy with tangibly good tape. So Trayvon Walker versus Aiden Hutchinson. So it was Trayvon about. Walker versus yeah. Aiden Hutchinson debate for the number one overall pick. And then this year was Will Anderson versus Tyree Wilson. Yeah. And Hutch and, and Anderson have like eight times the amount of pressures through the first like three weeks of the season. 
than the other guys did after. It, I think that tweet came out after Thursday Night Football. So it was before the Raiders played the Chargers. And it was just this total contrast of like, can we stop doing this? Like stop caring about S2 for quarterbacks. Stop caring about just being a trade guy versus long arm and a long arm pass rusher versus a guy who has shown the ability and understanding of how to create a rush play and a rush pass. I feel a little bit bad for Tyree because he was hurt. You know, I mean, like he didn't really have an off season going into the NFL, Texas Tech. He, they had him in like two gapping, five technique, slow off the ball, like just a really different style of situation. Yep. But I mean, the guy, the guy has made zero impact and they need him right with the Chandler Jones situation. Like they have nothing else on that D line outside of Max Crosby. And um, he has three, three pressures and 70 pass rushes on the season. So again, sy- sympathetic and you understand why it's the case. And if the Raiders were being honest about where they were as a franchise, and if you make peace with that, then it's a perfectly fine investment to make. Did you get the impression that the Raiders were had an understanding that we are a rebuilding team and we're not going to be competitive this year? I mean, they were playing earlier this season. They're playing Jerry Tillery at defensive end. Tillery Why is Jerry, Jerry Tillery on a roster? Out of the game. Yeah, why is he even on rosters anymore? So he can get kicked out of the game. Incredible. How about Darnell Wright? I, I I gave him a C. Uh, he's starting a right tackle. I mean, I think the speed rush has been the issue for him. I think the run blocking and like otherwise he's been fine. But I can understand like being mindful of those warts that you saw on tape at Tennessee and they're quickly manifesting themselves especially with the contrast of how bad the Bears' defensive line is and passing, voluntarily passing and trading down away from Jalen Carter. That's an extra layer to the Darnell Wright assessment that's not fair to Darnell Wright. Yeah. But will always be part of the conversation about the Bears picking Darnell Wright. And we made this, this, this decision really to benefit Justin Fields and yet you are continuing to do a disservice with Justin Fields with how you're coaching and scheming up game plans. And I understand Justin Fields had his probably his best game as a pass first 300 career 300 yard game in his career as a passer against the Broncos. He started like 18 to 18 or something like, <laughs> like shredded him early in the game. But at the end of the day, uh, that your, your four game sample size for what you're having a competent offense is not there. And it's like, man, now you didn't take the better player in favor of taking a tackle to build around your quarterback, but your coach and GM might get fired at the end of this year. Cause you can't win any games. And then the quarterback's going to be out that you use the, the pick on the tackle for in the first place. And now you're going to look back with real seller's remorse because you didn't just take the best player available and you drafted for a need to help your quarterback. And then you had a regime change and then your quarterback's out on his rear end, whether it's his own fault or not. We'd love for you to comment on Will McDonald because it felt like you had something you wanted to say there. Well, it was, it's this, it was the same thing as the, the Bryce Young conversation, right? You know, okay. if you say Will McDonald, he's he's like not dressing for games, like week healthy two, scratch. Yeah. He was healthy scratch week two. Yeah. That's super underwhelming for a top 15 pick. 
but I think we live in a world where realistically there was no business. Will McDonald had no business being a top 15 pick. Especially for the Jets. Right. And and you can respectfully to Will McDonald. He's a fun player. I think he's going to have a fine career in the long run. Sell me how he was the best player available. I, I can't do that. Never mind. Like you say, oh, we, we draft premium positions as the New York Jets, and we're going to add this or add that, and we want to only draft these positions. There was zero outcomes in which he was the best player available at a position of need or best player available for the New York Jets. Whatever their criteria that was that landed him on that, I think puts a, a pretty heavy lens on unrealistic expectations. But if I'm being truly authentic to where my expectations were for Will McDonald, I didn't have expectations of a top 15 pick. So that's why I didn't give him a D. All right, that's fair. That's fair. And then I, I would say the exact thing I said about Bryce Young. Didn't see him like that. They picked him in the top 15, was in a position of need. And here he is playing 10 snaps a game for you in a rotation-heavy defense when you already had Clemens and Huff and Jermaine Johnson and John Franklin Myers and Carl Lawson, who's, of course, injured now, but like, it never made sense. So I was like, okay, you need to, you need to make it make sense. And it hasn't. Yeah. So, and obviously there's uh, some adversity that's hit that team really respect the way that they battled back. Um, but you look at that pick at 15 and you, you do ask yourself what else might've been available that would have been helpful for you to have a more complete and competitive roster oh. uh, off the jump in year one. You and I were talking offensive tackle for him. Well, and they got jumped for for Broderick Jones, but their own internal messaging made it sound like they got their guy all along and Broderick Jones was never in the conversation. Jameer Gibbs would be a pretty good upgrade over Dalvin Cook, though, wouldn't you say? That's going to be well, – that's one of my good takes was Dalvin Cook. Yeah, you hit that one out of the park, John. So, have some whiffs, whiffs, though, as I've started to consider some of it, but that that's one I'll, I'll take a lap on. That's all right. You got to take celebrate your wins when you get them, right? right. So vic- victory Tuesday for Joe here off Dalvin Cook. So Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, appreciate you guys checking out the show. Locked on Vel Scouting. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make it a great rest of your day. We will be back to talk to you all again tomorrow. Peace. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.